Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where we can finally see the sun again! <laughs> and hey, on the plus side, Lucia is no longer cursed. Which we didn't even know about until, you know, yesterday. What a darn inconvenient curse, I knew something weird was going on because Rick was having Jordan make rolls after he Mm. put those gloves on. And I was like, there's something up, you know. But you said nothing. (laughs) I did. I did, too. It's just been like 4,000 episodes. Somebody pointed out on the Discord, we literally spent a year in uh, in real time, like, going through that because Mm. every other week and everything, like, we, we were there for a year. Um. So if you would like to hear this story faster, please join our Patreon. Please! (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Don't subject Mm -hmm. us to a year of the next dungeon. (laughs) Again, uh, I even teased it at the end of the last episode. You guys are moving into book three. And a few people commented on the Discord and everything else that like book three of this adventure path is one of their favorites. Mm. And uh, I've been very much looking forward to it. And so uh, I'd I'd be eager to deliver it to you even faster. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess we'll see what happens as far as that's concerned. But yes, you guys are out of the lucky bones, having successfully cleared the dungeon. It's kind of the interesting thing with the first book and the second book of this is that both of them uh, were a lot of exploration, a lot of freeform kind of sandbox exploration of the city of Cantargo, mm-hmm. and then boom, dungeon. You know, I think that the uh, the Hokum's Phantasmagorium dungeon ran a little faster, but uh it the Lucky it. Bones was an extensive dungeon. I really liked oh, yeah. it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was enough for us to, in-game, do it over two days, because usually we clear them in a day. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and it's interesting just because, um, not to, uh, to pick favorites or anything like that, but, you know, like, I've been playing Pathfinder since, I mean, Pathfinder's beta test, when <laughs> it originally came out, was when I first started playing it back with You're the 3.5 rules. Pathfinder. Yeah, I think you, you brought your book to PaizoCon one year and had everybody sign yeah. it. I got uh, James Jacobs and Jason Bullman and a whole bunch of the other folks uh, signed my uh, my beta test book from way back in the day. Yeah. Great, guys. But there are obviously problems with Pathfinder First Edition. Like, everyone acknowledges those. And there's a lot of stuff for those who played 3.5, as I know Ross did, as I know Heather did. Grappling mechanics alone are oh, a big God. enough problem in 3.5. <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of problems in 3.5 that just, Pathfinder just First do Edition it. Grapple, fixed. you know, what? You just yeah. didn't do it. No. Yeah, there's no grapple. No. <laughs> Not unless you hated your party. <laughs> Not unless you wanted to pull out a chart and figure out how the frick it actually works. And the, the simple fact that uh, Second Edition, I feel like, really streamlined the aquatic combat. Hmm. The Lucky Bones would have been a absolute nightmare in 1E. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, what yeah. the crap? And again, like if you're if you're very familiar, I'm sure after a couple of episodes, everyone would have gotten much more comfortable with it. And so I'm not mm. saying that it's Im- impossible in first edition. I just find that the mechanics for it were much more streamlined. Yeah. And hey, you know, again, handy dandy uh, sheet that is available over on our Patreon that has all the second edition aquatic combat rules in it. And now Cesare gets to go back there with Hediman so we can fix this stupid pump. I have to sure. go back underwater. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have the weirdest date night ever. <laughs> it's not it's a true. date. It's not. <laughs> Under no. the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought we were with Kiss the Girl. Wait, can yeah, the <laughs> Kiss the boy. <laughs> I suppose... Um, we should go ahead and start jumping into things, shall we? Well, actually, no, sorry. Before we jump into things, How many during my recent <laughs> edit, I had to uh, to add a new sticky note oh. to, no. to my sticky notes. Oh, so no. let, me, let me pull this Gotta bad boy off here. All right, and, so uh, who's, uh, whose sticky note is this, Rick? <laughs> Gotta be me. It is not actually for Jordan. Oh, um, it's a little, look at it's that. It's a little bit for me, and it's a little bit me because I should have noticed it, and... Uh, 
uh, Heather, because it involves Chesare. Oh, frick. One of these things, I'm willing to hand wave him um, as far as its inclusion, because it's more of a running gag than it was anything else. Uh, so your sleeves of storage, mm-hmm. which is the magic item that you wear. Um, you have your sleeves of storage. These spaces function as a bag of holding. They can hold up to five bulk of items, although no individual yeah. item can be more than one bulk. They grow slightly heavier, blah, blah, blah. Um, if the sleeve is completely empty, you can place your own familiar into that extra dimensional space. And can survive comfortably in your sleeve for up to one hour, at which point they begin to suffocate. While in your sleeve, they can't be affected or targeted by spells, etc. You cannot place uh, another creature into your sleeves, nor can you place a familiar in the sleeve. It's larger than tiny. And if your familiar is in your sleeve, you can't place any items in that sleeve. It was just a joke, but As far yes. as putting the items <laughs> in the sleeve of storing was concerned, yes. Technically speaking, you can't like throw treasure on top of Raven while she's inside of the sleeve. Again, it was used as a joke, so hand wavy him. I'm not worried about that. The important mm. thing is that if you're going to have Raven that sleeve, bear in mind that your sleeve of storing only has a uh, bulk allowance of five, not ten. All right. Obviously, I don't think you're already carrying that much. Uh, the second one was just the uh, the one hour of air. Oh, so yeah. uh, Cesare probably being aware of that and not want Ra- wanting Raven to suffocate, I imagine the party would have swam back so Cesare could have opened the sleeve mm-hmm. and refilled on air real quick before you guys pressed on deeper after res- rescuing the Asasazi scouts. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We didn't have to go all the way out. We could have just gone to the vault, luckily. Yeah, we would have so. just had yeah. to go to the vault. It's just in the future if... Uh, Again, you guys have volunteered to help the Asasazi Scouts, so there mm. might be some more aquatic combat in your future. What? <laughs> you know, I'd be surprised if there wasn't. That'd make yeah. us real jerks. Ross just sitting there <laughs> smiling like, yeah, underwater marauder. I know. Oh, Ross just sitting there like, yeah, off dividends. Spades. I love my dividends. <laughs> my eighth level skill feed is going to be super useful. I'm looking Ooh. forward Yay. to it. <laughs> looking Let's forward to it. Underwater marauder. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about it. So anyway, uh, again, I just wanted to mention that just because uh, we are the rules podcast. And so uh, in the future, if you guys have to go down and help the Asasazi scouts and it's like, well, we're going to be underwater for more when. than an hour. Uh, when, when we help the Asasazi scouts. You know, Raven might need her own water breathing spell in addition mm. to everyone else. Mm. And she'll just be, you know, a miserable, sad underwater cat. We're just going to turn her into a little merc cat. It'll be fine. Oh, cat. Yeah. She'll just be miserable the whole time. They're all hey, just there be are miserable some cats Raven. Who like water. Yes, well, you a cast a quick uh, pause to fin spell on her and then <laughs> dive down beneath the waves. Aww. So. But look at all that fresh fish. Oh, that's true. <laughs> ah, so anyway, so that sticky note done. I suppose we should go ahead and jump back into things. So when last we left our heroes, as was uh, mentioned a little bit up towards the top, the party had finally finished their exploration of the flooded smugglers tunnels beneath the lucky bones over in Old Cantargo. After ridding the place of the scum accumulation that it built up over years. <laughs> the, you know, the scum, scum of like moss yeah, and stuff not, is not probably the still here. Scum. The algae and oh, all of that geez. is definitely still there. You've still got a lot of elbow grease to apply to make that place down there more habitable. Mm. I'm just going to take my class on a field trip. Don't ask questions. <laughs> clean this building. <laughs> okay, the funniest part of that is, is clean this building and you teach elven history, not like magic or anything, so they're literally going to be scrubbing. Like, <laughs> It's one of those uh, like anime cleaning montages where all of them are just like running on the ground with the little uh, cloths and stuff. Yeah. 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 So after finishing that, the party had uh, had gone back up to the surface, had gone their own separate ways, had rested up for the evening, and the following day, um, 
I'd gotten to tear up at least three sticky notes because uh, <laughs> Cesare had woken up feeling terrible. Uh, Lucia had woken up feeling terrible because of multiple reasons. Yay. And in addition to that, had spent the entire night hurling things about her room or dropping them or all the rest of that stuff because the cursed effects 50% of 50% chance to just hurl story. whatever you have in your hand. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just sounds like me on a daily basis, but, you know. <laughs> it's, okay, it's different between dropping it and, like, actively throwing it away from true, you. True, yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, everyone had uh, had gathered together over at Lucia's, had uh, made certain that she was okay as far as being actually not going to immediately die of something terrible. Although she does still have the uh, the ghoul fever. She's still got yep. the fever. I, 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 st- I stayed with her to, to treat. It is true. To treat I her. Say, I, have, I have written that I have an anti-plague running. So did I take an anti-plague? Hedeman came over and saw the dumpster fire that the party is after a dungeon, <laughs> apparently. Yep. You know. There was Definitely. some gross stuff down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are going into a, a terrible place, getting exposed to all sorts of things and all the rest of that stuff. So, Well, I mean, monsters aside, like a lot of that was probably fairly stagnant water, too, which is, you know, rife with bacteria and who knows no, what there else. Was so. yeah, there oh, was no, a flow. There was a current you were swimming against yeah. very often, but yeah. in some portions of it, it was uh, not stagnant, but it was stationary enough that there was... Not where things were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely breathed some of that in. It had open mm. wounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think uh, about that. Yeah, the fact that we, only a couple of us are sick is actually like pretty miraculous. Only a couple of you are mechanically sick. A few of you are probably <laughs> like yeah, we're <laughs> mechanically sick. Everybody is is sick, but it doesn't affect our stats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Cesare and Hedeman were gonna go look at the pump and see how long it was gonna take him to fix it. Yeah, I believe the uh, the plan after after that entire thing was eventually it was got the gloves removed, which I think are currently Yay. in Cesare's possession. Yes. The gloves of carelessness. I believe you had managed to cure Lucia um, and Cesare of the supernatural addiction that they were suffering. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately not cure Lucia's ghoul fever. And so I believe, as Rachel was saying a second ago, that Vittoria was staying behind to play... Uh, Nurse Nightingale to Lucia. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Lucia was going to be resting up. I believe Cesare was going with Hedeman, who had come over to cast that remove he curse. The, he got the remove curse done, at least. Yeah. And so Hedeman and Cesare were heading back to the Lucky Bone so that Hedeman, who is capable of repairing, uh, capable of creating magic items and therefore capable of repairing magic items, is going to go and repair the pump over in the Lucky Bone so that you can clear out the smuggler's tunnels and actually put that section of the, the hideout to use. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I believe Niklo still needed to go, especially since you're already on this side of town, head over to the war cage. Start selling stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, being that the war cage, I, I don't really think the party's ever really hit the war cage so much because you've actually done most of your selling over in the Red Roof District previously. Mm-hmm. But you're also yeah, dealing with a, a lot more expensive stuff, items though. now. Yeah. And I'm going to assume Adria returning back to her shop to... Uh, I gotta open my shop. To open her shop, clean her shop, do all the rest of that Monday, stuff with right? her shop. It is moon day. It is a moon yeah. day. It's a work day. Yeah, I had to take off work to take care of you. It's a sick day. <laughs> Don't worry, I yeah. had to take off work to be sick. <laughs> but Pietro and Elena understand that, oh, you have to go take care of a sick friend. We And it's like, that's so sweet of you. Yeah. yeah. I've hey, imagined that there's know. a lot of them, like Victoria leaves, and they're like, she's such a sweet girl. <laughs> always going off and helping people and all the rest of that stuff yeah, and they don't know my antics nor do they Victoria has the best superpower of all kind hearted bosses yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah the fact that Lucia hasn't been fired is a is a miracle because I doubt my bosses are as nice no no not really unfortunately there's not a whole lot of people willing to do your job right now 
No, Pietro and Elena must be protected at all costs. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. We're just going to roll with Cesare has tenure because he has missed a few class days. I mean, to be fair, you've been teaching like what, like 50 years uh, or something like that? A long time. Mm, That's tenure. Enough. <laughs> so I suppose to kick things back off, Cesare, you and Hedeman set off, make your way back through Villagree and the Ulubilis Harbor across Bleak Bridge. Follow along down the red way. street through Red Roof to cut over, crossing the southern portion of Temple Hill, the southern portion of Jarvis Inn to make your way into Old Cantargo. Uh, in essence, hitting every district with the exception of the Greens and the Castle District. To <laughs> that house hall was really on the other side of town. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in the back of Cesare's mind the whole time going like, how are we going to get all of our stuff? Over yeah. here, <laughs> like, uh, seriously, gonna have to rent a yeah. wagon. Yeah. You're just sitting there thinking about it. it's like I've been I've been working on a formula to like crack the code and and all the rest of this stuff on teleportation, but that's a bit beyond me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, you return back to the uh, the Lucky Bones. At which point, you and Hedeman make your way down, uh, cast your water breathings, and dive down beneath the surface to go and. Uh, it pretty much a lot of it's a couple of hours of like had been messing around with this, you know, casting some spells, working on this, adding things. A lot of him doing that, like, you know, you just see Hedman's legs sticking out from underneath the pump, and every once in a while, an arm <laughs> sticks out. It's like spanner <laughs> as you're just like handing things over to him. Raven got water breathing cast on her because I ain't running around. I'm not going every hour to give her air today. Nope, she gets to be grumpy. <laughs> she gets to be grumpy with me because because Hedman's busy, and I'm not just sitting around. <laughs> so again, you spend a couple of hours down there, and it's just a lot of like sticks an arm out, ask for a tool, sticks an arm out, ask for a tool, handing over whatever magical implements are necessary for the repair of this thing. Luckily, he had his magic toolbox. You know, a number of things of like trying to twist things uh, back into place, considering how much they warped and deformed this ring attachment to the end of the pipe that was taken off to form this makeshift crown for the the leader of the scum. Ungapla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to get one more in. Uh, Adrian, you return back and open up your shop. Mm -hmm. Another day full of, uh, of selling glass. <laughs> yep. But, Nicolo, I suppose you make your way out from Lucius, head through the Villagri district as well, head down to the Yolubilis Harbor there in the shadow of the uh, the hill upon which Alabaster Academy stands and, mm -hmm. you know, shines like a beacon up there. Again, Cantargo, really known for its three large hills. Temple Hill, which is, of course, on the Argo Isle, where the other half of the city is. Castle Hill, which is where the castle stands in Castle District, Castle Cantargo. How many mm -hmm. times can I say castle in one sentence? <laughs> and then the Villagree Hill, which is where the Alabaster Academy stands. Mm. You eventually make your way down to the Yolubilis Harbor and uh, make your way to the War Cage. The War Cage is almost an institution in and of itself. Um, I don't know how much... Uh, actually, go ahead and make a society check for Nicolo. I'm just curious. Recall knowledge. All right. Fair enough. Nicola, you'd be aware that uh, far in the south, on the southern continent of Garoon, mm -hmm. well, on the eastern coast of the southern continent is the land of Katapesh. Mm. It's kind of a deserty uh, land famous for, well, the production of pesh, mm. amongst many other things. Um, however, one of the um, elements, uh, one of the interesting elements of Katapeshi culture down there is what they refer to as a battle market. Uh, uh, battle market battle is market. one part arena, one part marketplace. Uh, in essence, hmm. when the mysterious packmasters, who are the rulers of that distant desert land of Katapesh, arrived, one of the methods that they used to kind of gain control of the region was to establish these battle markets 
uh, small villages with uh, a multi-level bazaar that was also bazaar slash tavern slash entertainment arena. <laughs> it's basically a mall. A mall, but with, you know, people Gladiator getting mauled in the center of, of, you know, of it. <laughs> people doing a little concerts and stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that sells malls. <laughs> yes. But yes, the Warcades can almost be described as Kentargo's battle market. Hmm. It is a large area. In essence, it's almost a 400 feet by 400 foot area that has a large oh kind of central, wow. you know, as you begin to approach uh, closer to it, um, there's this large central area here that's this open courtyard slash arena in the central area with two tiered buildings on either side that remind you a little bit of tenement buildings that you would see uh, more down in Red Roof, mm. especially down in the area of the Devil's Nursery, where there's stairs that ascend up and then there's basically all of these numerous shops lining the inside of this Jeez. area with only a single entrance into the courtyard here. As you begin to approach the front, you can see a large sign hangs over the entryway into this. It's basically this almost 15 foot wide entryway with wrought iron gates that are currently open, although they mm -hmm. can be closed. And of course, the advantage to this is that all the shops here, because they all face inwards and there's only one entry here, really only have to pay for one security mm. because there's only one gate into this place. So they just have one group, one person that kind of patrols that again, like a mall cop um, mm -hmm. that patrols the mall here. So, yes, you've reached Kentargo's mall. <laughs> As you begin to approach, uh, you see that there are numerous signs here and there for various businesses, and you cross across the courtyard, which is mostly sand. And this is due in large part to the fact that the courtyard, uh, even as you begin to make your way across, you can see some adventurers are here, uh, as well as you're going to guess locals that are either engaging in uh, a bit of practice, mm. uh, because there are a number of practice dummies set up here, or a little bit of a sp sparring um, situation. You also understand that as far as the nobles of the Greens are concerned, if two nobles, uh, let's just say more of the younger rakish nobles, oh, have no. a, uh, an issue with one another, they will sometimes challenge each other to a duel down in the oh, war cage no. where they oh, can God. you know, gather together all of their hanger-ons and it's a large oh, open my. area where they can have a dramatic duel oh, my God, that's to amazing. face off with one another. Let's challenge someone to a duel at some point. Yes. <laughs> we we challenge you to the duel. For it. Yes. Get your war for the crown out of my Hell's Rebels. Yes. <laughs> Get your Hell's Rebels out of my war for the crown. <laughs> the cage element, by the way, for the war cage, um, so that at the height of the day, especially during the summer when it's hot, it's currently fall, so it's not. Hmm. There are numerous crossbeams across the entirety of the open portion of this above. Not enough to make it a cage in that you couldn't get out, like the gaps mm -hmm. between them are nearly 10 feet across. <laughs> but yeah. it does give you, like, as you're looking up, you can see where the, they could pull the tarp across the top of it. That okay. it does give this impression of being inside of a cage. It's almost like the actual, um, yes, it's almost like the actual Coliseum. Yeah. But as you make your way in, you eventually begin to approach towards the, uh, the titular war cage, which was the original business that kind of sprouted up here and that turned this from what you understand previously there were multiple warehouses here and then eventually they like knocked out all the interior walls took out the roof expanded it back over mm. the course of years as you reach the far side of this place you see a large sign burnt letters into the woodwork over an entry into the largest business here uh, which simply states the war cage in large letters uh, hanging underneath that is a sign that boldly claims haunted by quality 
Okay. Okay, I kind of love that. That's great. Oh, man. Um, As you make your way in, as this towering, like nearly seven feet of half orc passes you as he makes his way out, like gingerly (laughs) testing out this double headed flail. Like kind of swing it back and forth, like okay, let's see how this oh, works. As he's heading out to like the, the training to grounds, <laughs> accompanied by a uh, rakish-looking halfling who follows along um, in his wake. Adventurers, adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you make your way into the interior, which is again, it's probably Nicola's first time actually like coming to the war cage itself. Mm. Again, you generally speaking need to have some degree of money because the the equipment here is a little bit more expensive. That being said, this like is really you, just where we send all the adventurers in Cantargo so they don't like muck about the rest of the stores. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm trying to remember, uh, Heather. You might remember in Baldur's Gate Two. What was it's that section? Literally of the, the Adventurer Mart. It's the Adventurer Mart. Yeah, <laughs> the Adventurer Mart. <laughs> Excellent. It's like the Adventurer's Market or something like that, but yes. Nice. (laughs) But uh, the War Cage is basically divided into three rooms. Um, You enter into the the front gallery where you see off towards the side, there's a big archway that leads into, they've just knocked down the wall and taken over the shop next door. um, Mm. That leads into, this is where the armory is. Like as far as the armor is concerned, that is where all of Mm. your armor and all the rest of that stuff. And on the left-hand side is just like a big sign and a heavily reinforced section of the building um, which is basically the magic mart, which is like, this is where your magical boots are and all the rest of that mm. stuff. But the central area is nothing but like two floors. Um, it actually goes up to the second level that you can see in here that you can look up and see the second level that is just nothing but rack after rack of weapon. Oh, um, my it's like, God. It's like walking into that blank white void in the Matrix and then all the guns <laughs> slide out. We need swords. We need swords. Shink. <laughs> As you step in, you can see a number of people hustling and bustling about. Mm. However, off towards one side, a figure turns, glances in your direction, ducks around the side of the table and begins to approach you. This man is no more than about five feet tall, Mm. has the lithe build, the black feathers, the corvid head Mm. that you are accustomed to from Tengu. He wears what you can only describe as extraordinarily flamboyantly bright clothing. It's like yellows and red vest, uh, these bright puffy sleeves. Gives you almost this impression as you see him approach of a uh, a stereotypical and almost more of a romantic version. Almost what you would expect if you'd went to an opera play or an opera house <laughs> and seen a performance involving pirates. Of like, okay. this is what the costumer would give someone. Yeah. Um, you may actually make me another uh, society check just because you are here. Let's see here. You do know this person by reputation. Um, this is Chuko, hmm. commonly known as Chuko Sharpbeak. Hmm. Chuko Sharpbeak, from what you understand, was once a famed adventurer. And then hmm. eventually he seemed to have realized that selling items for half value is stupid. <laughs> selling <laughs> items for half value is stupid. <laughs> However, opening a shop to sell all of your items for full value <laughs> to other adventurers that will buy it for full value and then sell theirs back for half value. Now that's a big brain way moment right there. I was going to yeah. say, the, re- the resale market has to be so strong for items. I mean, yes. seriously. Chuko is also rather well-renowned because the Tengu ex-adventurer is... From what you understand, still skilled enough and dangerous enough that adventurers don't risk upsetting him. Mm. Um, so thievery, as far as the war cage is concerned, when you're dealing with a potentially or a retired, potentially high level adventurer is much lower. 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't want he's to. Se- test he's anything secretly here. loaded, but he's just doing this for the social, like the socialization. <laughs> he's just like, I, I just like to talk to other adventurers, swap stories. Plus, I mean, even if you have a lot of money, you could always have more money because more money is better than money. I don't know. It is you, a stereotype, you, but Tengus do like shinies. Well, also, like, the, again, the used yeah. market has to be strong. You double your money every single time you buy something at half price and then sell it mm. at full price. True, sure. true. Crack the code. Chico makes his way forward, gives you a, a bob of his head, which, uh, from your experience with the Tengu sisters, you're aware is the kind of the Tengu equivalent of smiling because they are incapable of doing so. Mm. Uh, Chico, I presume. Yes. I am not familiar with you. Uh, name's Nicolo. Nicolo Aita. It's a pleasure to meet you. I've rather only heard of you before, but uh, my first time here. It's a nice place. Well, you've come to the right place then. This is the war cage. I am the proprietor. Um, obviously, my reputation precedes it. That it does. Uh, from what I understand, uh, you are, well, one of the best proprietors of uh, magical goods in the entire city. So I naturally had to come check this place out. I try, I try. So, he glances you over. Well, your gear seems to be in fairly good shape. Mm. He kind of eyes down to your extraordinarily hideous looking morning star. <laughs> Trust so, me, it's got it where it counts. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> he eyes he looks it kind of leans goes, in. What, who, who did you, like, who did you offend that they made you that? <laughs> he, uh, he, well, he leans down, kind of cocks his head, uh, his large black eyes looking over it before he seems to nod in a sort of approving manner, as if he has, uh, has some inkling, perhaps, of its, uh, its other abilities, or at the very least seems to have, uh, the ability to recognize if it's magical. Mm. I'm going to assume, judging by your uh, pack on your back, that you are here to sell. Indeed. I uh, have uh, quite a few things that we've recovered, so uh, hopefully we can look over them and uh, get a fair price. I'm always more than willing to help out a fellow adventuresome soul. So, uh, let's see if we can't get some fair prices for you, lay everything out. Uh, he, again, he takes you back towards a back table, mm. begins to kind of lay everything out. Go ahead and make a perception roll for a sense motive for Niklo there. Oh, dear. So, Nicola, you spend the better part. It, it takes hours because, mm. again, you're you're going over each of these items. He's checking them out. There's a lot of like, he takes this out and goes, huh, trident. Oh, another trident. There's a lot of tridents in here. Don't ask. <laughs> it, it has to be weird when you start coming out and it's like six sets of the exact same armor, six mm. sets of the exact set, same weapon. Yeah. He's an adventurer. He knows what's up. Yeah, he's just putting he's it like, all together. I see you killed six people and took their gear. <laughs> they were scum. <laughs> yeah, you respond, they were scum, and he's just like, ah. The name gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but as you spend the next couple of hours with him, you you kind of get the impression that he's a gregarious person. Mm. He spends a lot of time chatting and, and all the rest of that. There are certain... Not leading questions so much as questions that he seems to be making to, you don't know if it's fill out your position on things so much as uh, gathering information on potentially a new client. Mm. Like things we might be interested in in the future, things like that. It's both things that you're interested in the future. There's a lot of, he sizes you up quickly in a, a professional manner mm. that Nicolo, you're used to being sized up in a negative way. Again, yeah. you're a tiefling in a city that, generally speaking, hates tieflings. Yep. You don't get that impression from him, but you do get the impression that he seems to have this wariness of anyone who just suddenly shows up with a whole bunch of stuff. 
<laughs> and once he's ascertained that it's like, this was gathered from adventuring. This isn't theft. This isn't, mm-hmm. obviously, the town guard aren't going to be, you know, carrying around a whole bunch of tridents. And uh, while it is the favored weapon of the Order of the Torrent, yeah. he's not assuming that you broke into Citadel Fall and stole all their <laughs> weapons or something like that. I think that, he would so. have heard about that. <laughs> yeah, you would have heard about it. And also, aren't they wanted? Yeah, a little bit. And so you you get the impression that he kind of has this initial fill out just to make sure you're not a thief or anything mm. like that, um, or the more negative type of adventurer. But honestly, you have kind of a, a pretty good conversation with him. And go ahead and have Nicolo make me a diplomacy. All right. Ooh, that is only a two for a 13. I think I'm going to go in and reroll that with a hero point. All right. You're going to hero point? I've, I've got one, so I might as well. Hey, considerably better. That is a 15 for a 26. There we so, go. Nice. This takes most of the day. Probably it takes you some time to sell this. And then it's a lot of like, I have all this gold. You know, my friends and I are going to be buying some stuff. Mm-hmm. You have a very good back and forth with him. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, he drops a half phrase. Again, you're here for hours. Mm-hmm. That implies to you that he doesn't seem to like the Datari, despite the fact that he's so anti-theft. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain every once in a while half barbed joke towards the faith of Asmodeus. Hmm. All right, this guy's cool. It's not until you're most of the way through. You're looking at some uh, some armor runes and everything else where he's just like, you definitely need to make sure your armor's up to snuff. Mm. Where he starts talking about his time battling some sort of goblin king. Hmm. No way. Self-proclaimed <laughs> goblin king. Ah. <laughs> How dare you? Yep. Hurt David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie did nothing wrong. <laughs> Except look fabulous. <laughs> he's kind of in the middle of explaining it when he's he's just like, and that's why you need to have proper armor. You know, mm. I was in the middle of fighting this goblin king and one of his little goblins jumped out, grabbed onto my leg, which normally wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, in fact, it wasn't much of a problem. I ended up rather quickly. Uh, and then the goblin king uh, slammed his axe into the side of my neck and I died. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> oh, yes. The the one time that happened, which kind of inspired my, uh, let's let's simply say I saw Farazba and decided I didn't want to repeat that. I so here see. I am. But fortunately, Shinsen knew some people, so I was able to get back up on my feet eventually. Oh. Huh. Shinsen. Oh. You know, I'd stopped by her shop uh, not too long ago. Unfortunately, it uh, seems to be out of business these days. The Tengu pauses. Hmm. Oh. Yes. Yes, it would seem. But I traveled with Shinsen for the better part of a decade. Uh, really? If anyone can get out of a, a scrape like that, I'm sure it's her. Uh, you know, uh... We're both retired now, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Air quotes. Uh, absolutely. No, it's just, uh, it is a shame because uh, we met some uh, friends of hers the other day, and so they'd been uh, been looking for her. I have no idea how to get the message to her. Well, unfortunately, I have no idea how to get the message to her either. Mm. I understand there are a lot of people that miss her. Mm. It's disconcerting. Hmm. He glances at his talons on one hand, that the only people that don't seem to be looking for her are the Datari or the Hell Knights. Yeah. Probably a good thing. (sighs) Either that or they know where she is, so that's why they're not looking, so it's a bad thing. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's possible. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, tell you what, if I, uh, if I hear anything, I'll be sure to let you know. I would greatly appreciate that. I do worry at times, so mm. it would be nice to know 
What's happened? Yeah. I think the city could use, uh, use a few people like her these days. Well, there are some people that are willing to take up the, uh, the mantle of hero, but it is uh, more dangerous in Chiliax today than perhaps it was even when she and I were rough and tumble and fighting goblins and all the rest of that. So, yes, you seem to be the good sort. And you talk with your friends as if they are as well. I mean, and you've offered to do a favor for me. And I am one to return that favor. And so I'll offer two. Interesting. As a local adventurer, <laughs> it is likely more likely than not, you'll eventually find yourself, um, shall we simply say, engaged in the urban man's dungeon. Been there, done that. <laughs> the sewers. <laughs> Fairly likely, yes. <laughs> Fairly likely we'll go back at some point. The largest and most complicated of dungeons. Yes. I understand there have been sightings of a strange biped reptile down in the sewers. Huh. It seems to be particularly clever at throwing off pursuers and is wanted by the Datari. Interesting. I won't go into detail, but let us simply say that uh, I previously, with some of those friends I was mentioning, traveled mm. with a biped reptile hmm. that was also a friend of Shinsen's. Wait, are ah. we getting the band back together here? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But, uh, huh. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out on that. Might be worth exploring at some point. The second thing is, you seem to have the interests of our city at heart. You could say that, yeah. So, just between us. Mm. If you want to come back here, you want to buy a few things. I can't offer much of a discount, but I can knock the first 5% off my magical stock. Huh. Ooh. That's hey. mighty kind of you. Understand that goes away if I feel you have changed directions, but as long as your goals and mine are aligned, <laughs> nice. I say we work together. Nice. I appreciate that, and uh, I'll be sure to tell the others. Uh, Nicola will probably drop you know, the other names just so that way, in case you all show up, you get the discount too. <laughs> he nods, uh, makes his way back towards the back, comes back out with uh, five uh, small mm. wooden tokens on these leather thongs that just say WC in big letters on one side. Mm. Uh, show these when you show up in case you're not here. And uh, I'll make sure the staff knows to give you the uh, preferred adventurer discount. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be sure to uh, to keep coming back then. I think you have some repeat customers on your hands. Well, I find that that's usually the case. <laughs> well, allow me to rephrase that. I find half the time that's the case. <laughs> Those that come here and obviously enjoy what they receive oftentimes come back. Mm. Then there's the group that never come back. Mm. Uh. I yeah. wonder why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's the adventurer's life for you right there. I hope very much that you stay in the former. I'll do my best. Heck, who knows? Maybe if I die, I'll come back too. It pays to travel with a priest is all I'm saying. <laughs> hmm. about Nicola that. thinks about that. It pays to have your wizard date a priest is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you uh, you then make your way off. So by the end of the day, Lucia staying in bed all day long. Vittoria playing nursemaid. A lot of that, like, you don't have cursed gloves, you can feed yourself soup sort of thing. <laughs> it, it's definitely the I feel bad enough that chicken noodle soup is the best thing in the world. Mm. <laughs> so again, I believe you're currently under the effects of a anti-plague. 
Yes. Uh, the anti-plague will give you a bonus on fortitude saves against the disease uh, against diseases for 24 hours. It applies to your daily save against the disease progression. Uh, was this a lesser, moderate? What type of uh, anti-plague was this? This was a lesser, so it's lesser. only yeah. a plus two item bonus. So still a plus two item bonus, which is mm -hmm. a good bonus. And the uh, treat disease is going to be a competence bonus, or sorry, a circumstance bonus, which will also apply Stacks. in this condition. So for Vittoria, you do need to spend at least eight hours caring for the diseased individual. Right. So Lucia. So again, in essence, since you got over there, probably right around um, eight or nine in the morning, it does mean that it's close to about like five o'clock probably before you finish up mm. tending to Lucia. And it's just like, all right, the sun's starting to get lower in the sky. I need to get back. It's so like, it's stay in low. bed. <laughs> Stay in bed. Here's a towel, you know, sweat it out. I imagine you probably took off for a little bit to go at the very least back to Pietro's or maybe even make your way to the academy, considering that you have access to the schools, some of the school's resources and uh, mixed up a couple. Again, she's currently under the effects of an anti-plague, but mixed up some like here's some cough syrup and yeah, here's, here's some, some, you know, Robitussin equivalent. <laughs> yeah. Robitussin. Little known fact that Robitussin does also help with cool fever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't advertise that one, but you know, everybody knows about it. It's in the Thank you, part. famous alchemist yeah. Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs> but after uh, eight hours spent caring, you can attempt a medicine check against the diseases DC. Well, I rolled an 11, which uh, with the bonus from the expanded healers tools gets me a 24. Nice. A 24 is a success. It's just shy, unfortunately, no. of a critical success, but it is a oh. success still. All right. And since that is a success, it does grant a plus two circumstance bonus on top of the plus two item bonus that Lucia already has for a total hey. of a plus four bonus on Lucia's nice. next saving throw against the disease. So nice. you certainly do Neat. help. Um, you didn't get a critical failure where you were just like, here, drink this mercury. No, no, I do not give her mercury. Please don't feed me the Quicksilver. <laughs> You'll be fine. Unless it's don't a Quicksilver worry about it. Mutagen. Mm. Nicolo comes over and like if it was a critical failure, Nicolo would have come back after like, okay, well, I've done all the rest of that stuff. Let me just check on Lucia walks in and Lucia's just covered in leeches. <laughs> just like to get rid of the bad blood. <laughs> I'm only like, trained in medicine, okay. so obviously she knows better than I do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is perfectly fine. I don't question it. <laughs> Lucia right. wouldn't either. She's not trained in medicine. Actually, funny enough, medical leeches do actually have some medicinal benefit, yes, but it's do. not the blood draining aspect. Yeah. It's usually the anticoagulant aspect mm -hmm. yeah. um, yes. that is much more medically beneficial. Well, heck, even yeah. maggots can be used medically if you oh, use yeah. them correctly. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, really good for Gosh. burn wounds and things like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'd rather die. Victoria, you spend... Uh, <laughs> I would rather be dead. Yep. You honestly, know. if they're using maggots yep, to clean maggots a wound, death, death, you, you're, you're, um, you're, you're unconscious. So you don't Probably, have you, yeah. If I'm unconscious, <laughs> yeah. fine. If I'm awake, uh-uh. <laughs> you would not be aware. It's okay. No. You probably couldn't feel it if you're having burn wounds. You got nerve damage. Still, I, they're there. I, would I know, know it's they're there. there. <laughs> I, just, I, I can see them. <laughs> be like telling Heather, it's just like, don't worry. Like, you'll be unconscious when the spiders are spinning you up into a cocoon for medical healing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Please don't. <laughs> but, Vittoria, you return back. Lucia, you rest up for the uh, the evening. And I suppose let's go ahead and just uh, jump ahead, shall we? Mm -hmm. So, Lucia, go ahead and, uh, again, you guys rest up, wake up the uh, the following day, and let's see how Lucia is feeling, whether or not I need to progress that uh, that tracker there, or whether or not I get to uh, to move you down on the uh, the list for the ghoul fever. Because you're actually, uh, you wake up the next day, and you are in stage two 
of yep. the disease, unfortunately. Adria will wait for a raven to let her know if she needs to prepare a bunch of removed diseases or not. So I'm just going to hang out until I get a raven. That's fair. Um, okay, so it's fortitude save. I have a plus four bonus. That is correct. Oh, sorry. Technically speaking, you would have been in stage two yes or yesterday because you actually failed your fortitude save to recover mm. yesterday. Okay, so am I going up to stage three or? If you fail, you'll go up to stage three. Okay. Right. How many yeah. stages are there before she's a ghoul? Four. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Oh my god. <laughs> Keep it he's keeping the suspense going. Alright, here we go. I mean, I would totally stab you if you started turning into a ghoul. I'm just okay, saying. Okay. I roll a nine, which with my plus sixteen bonus from all the bonuses is a twenty-five on my nice. Twenty-five. Okay. So and again, um stage two is pretty bad. because uh, you mm. actually you do take some damage at each stage. It's actually negative energy damage because it's Ew. a necrotic oh, it supernatural. Makes you undead, yeah. And the worst thing actually from ghoul fever now is uh you regain half as many hit points from all healing. Ooh. Ah. Uh, ghoul fever they, is terrible. They made that now. way worse. Yeah. And if you get to stage four, you regain no benefits from healing magic. What? However, you get a 25, so you go through the evening. Again, you have the shakes. You feel nauseous. It's hard for you to keep things down. You feel a odd. It's again that, like, I need water. I need all the rest of this stuff. But there's really a part of you that's just like, I just want meat. I just want a raw steak. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I often just, just like I, I just really, that you're, uh, you're hungry for vittles that you cannot buy nor raise. Mm. However, you rest up. A 25 is a success. Yay. A 25, in fact, is exactly a critical success. Meaning that uh, that advances you two stages back, which actually cures you of the Yay. disease. As you yes. <laughs> Again, thanks to the combination of uh, tender love and care, as far as Vittoria is concerned. Mm-hmm. And good old anti-plague cough yeah. syrup. Good old science. <laughs> Good old science sure. that you... Uh, herbalism. Her- herbalism in her case, yes. Yeah. That uh, you actually Herbalism's wake up the next day and... Herbalism's a kind of science. Yeah, it is a type of science. Yeah. And uh, you're all good. So yeah. again, I nice. imagine you you probably send out a, a letter to everyone. Thank everyone for helping. I mean, I didn't do anything, but you're welcome. Yeah. Moral support from Nicola. I called, I called my boyfriend. That's that's the help that I did. <laughs> you know? I went, wow, that it sucks. Was, it was a big uh, help getting the gloves off. I mean, yeah, that's true. That is true. Speaking of Hedeman, did we fin- did we repair that in one day, or am I going to go play in the water somewhere? It takes three days to fix. Oh, God. Cesare <laughs> uh, is so happy to be in the water for three day- two more days, let me tell you. So we can really go ahead and just kind of skip ahead a little bit, because uh, now that you're not worried about Lucia just waking up one day and deciding to bite Victoria's fingers off while she's trying to provide some medicine. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Tear up that bad boy. Mm. Excellent. Do we have any sticky notes left for this campaign? Uh, no, actually. Funny enough, I'm. Uh, you, you can't see it here, but my memo board is completely blank. Whoa. So, uh, that's been a while. Ooh, that's time, a long time, time for us to get into more while. trouble, guys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we that's clearly true. aren't working hard enough because we're not getting enough sticky notes. <laughs> no. My other side here is full of sticky notes, but those are work-related. They're not uh, related. Well, I mean, technically all of this is work-related, but those are related <laughs> to uh, things like T-shirt ideas. Mm. So over the next two days... Uh, again, you pretty much spend the entirety of the, as far as Cesare and Hedeman are concerned, they spend the entirety of the 16th working on this pump. Um, then the entirety of that following day, which is the day that Lucia recovers from her disease, the 17th, working. 
And then uh, all of the 18th working on this pump. Mm-hmm. Eight hours a day. God. Mm. Race, real grumpy, guys. <laughs> you mm. <know>? Hey, volunteered. <laughs> well, and, the, and the worst part is, like, you're the assistant, right? Like, you're just mm-hmm. kind of sitting there waiting for, you know, him to ask you for something. Mm. So it's got to be kind of boring. Mm. That's why Raven is suffering in the water with me. <laughs> Again, it's just a lot of, like, hammer, ties, nonstop. <laughs> Clamp. 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 Yeah, but Clamp. see, Raven no. can do that. She has yeah. thumbs. Depends on how heavy the tool is. <laughs> how heavy is this wrench? <laughs> but again, after basically three days of working on this, um, Cesare, you and Hedeman are down there beneath the uh, the water as Hedeman floats out from beneath it. Uh, just kind of gives you a nod. Well, that should be it. So he makes his swims his way over to the controls and just it's one of those uh, uh, I'm sure that there's a proper term that I'm uh, not familiar with but it's one of those uh, big massive handles that has like the three bars that go down oh, into the gosh. tracks inside of the thing and like grabs onto that and pulls that mm. down mm. pull the lever crunk he's been periodically like turning on the machine realizing that okay where's the issue now because it's like it'll start and part of it will go and then suddenly it makes this noise and he's like nope nope not quite right Eventually, though, he grabs onto this uh, pulls, and there's this soft sound, muffled somewhat, although there's a deeper a deeper thrumming that is easily carried through the water here. There's a soft ticking sound, uh, numerous soft ticking sounds, and then this uh, thum, 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 thum. As you can watch these, uh, again, there's clear glass sections to some of the pipes that face on this inside. As you can watch the pistons going up and down and up and down inside of this uh, this magical hybrid clockwork device. Mm. It is not as uh, instantaneous. Again, you know, you're an elf. I imagine you have a great deal of patience. It's a whole elven thing. Although technically speaking, I think Victoria actually is the one that has the, what is it, timeless patience or something. Elven feet. That lets you take twice as long to do something. Mm. But after the better part of about an hour or so, uh, you can tell that the water level has dropped by maybe six inches. Mm. And as such, you're kind of under the impression of like, after about probably less than 24 hours, it should be drained to an actual workable level again. That's a pretty powerful pump. It is a pretty powerful pump. Uh, In addition to that, uh, Hedeman also informed you that not only, and again, this actually required at one point that you guys go upstairs and uh, Mm. dig around. But that uh, fireplace that I mentioned before that had the uh, secret entrance that you guys had gone down to to actually get down in here. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that that entire chimney hasn't collapsed is because it's actually reinforced also by metal pipes from here. Hmm. Oh. Because this pump not only pumps out water, it actually pumps in fresh air. Hmm. Oh, nice. wow. Oh, smart. It's a good way to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. And then I suppose you treat Hedeman to the to a celebratory dinner of that like, all right, well, thanks for helping me fix this thing. I. Let's, now we will go on we a owe date him night. So many dinners. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, I know this fantastic place over the Villagree district. Usually you have to have a reservation, but I know the manager. <laughs> of course he does. Of yes, course he, he does. Of course he does. He would. Yes. Everybody knows Hedman. Who's anybody? Cesare is not disappointed by this. I hope you yeah. like Axbeak. It's really good. <laughs> and then you had your way out. Ooh, Axbeak. Axbeaks are basically really, really angry ostriches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like chocobos. Like chocobos. Yeah, I guess Cesare would send a raven and go. Some by sometime tomorrow, it should probably be empty. Hey, 
First, we need to clean it. I was going to say, first cleaning. I was going to say, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to assemble the Silver Ravens to clean this place because it's yeah, going to take because, a lot of time. Well, yeah. and keep in mind, just because it's it's done doesn't mean it's dry because then mm. we have to like wait for it to dry out. And we got to make sure it dries out in a way that doesn't grow a bunch of mold. We've got magic. We can dry yeah. things maybe. Yeah, but I mean, even if you even if you have magic, this place is fairly large. Like how I guess the question is how low how low does the water go? Like it, I assume it goes to the uh, like where the dock was before. So I'm gonna assume on the the following day on the 19th, probably all of you gather do kind of a quick check around, like head down into the uh, yeah. the previously flooded smugglers tunnels, mm. do an overview of your new property, <laughs> make a list. As you do so, as you search about a few things that I'll go ahead and address. So first off, the pump has drained all of the water. Um, excess water out and pumps it back into the river, as well as breathing, bringing breathable air pumped down from above. So pretty much every area that is actually worked stone is no longer flooded. Yay. So okay, cool. the warehouse, the pump room, the torture chamber, the prison cells, again, the secret passageway, as well as the chamber off the sea, the vault that's down mm. there are no longer flooded. As far as everything else is concerned, the water level in the dock area goes down to about a uh, depth of seven feet. Mm. But I'm assuming the water is under where these docks were. Which would be were. under where the docks were. Yeah. Awesome. Again, the docks are still there, but even then, we'll as you're, the you're doing your inspection, like once you reach that point, you look out there, you're like, yeah, definitely don't want to walk on this dock. I mean, there's, mm. it's no. so waterlogged. There's no way that we're going to be able to salvage it. That's a okay. thing. We'll barely swimming by it, it was already crumbling. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> that being said, if you are interested, because uh, I think you guys were the previous time when you were down here, you'd wanted to get out of here and like patch your wounds and get back yeah. to uh, the surface and all uh, the rest. We didn't of that spend stuff. a lot of time looking around. Basically, yeah. 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 Um, so Not the one casually. thing I will go ahead and give you that uh, you hadn't had a, ch a chance to see is that uh, again there are two large barrels that set out on the dock. Mm -hmm. um, these exceptionally large barrels. Um, that you're going to guess were probably used for some sort of smuggling, as they do seem like they can seal up water tight. Uh, hmm. Both of them are actually metallic. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wow, they might actually be okay then. Or the contents may be okay. Uh, whatever contents were once inside of these appear to be unfortunately gone, mm. um, as they did uh. flood. They can be watertight, they can be sealed watertight, but unfortunately they were not when this place uh, suddenly flooded um, during that uh, attack so long ago. They weren't prepared for it, yeah. Uh, the only yeah. thing that's actually of real interest there was that there is a, uh, still now, despite the fact that the leather thong is uh, in rather poor condition, secured on a nail next to the dock is a stick uh, with a handle and a, a hole in the bottom of which a leather thong allows it to hang there of which uh, I'll allow you to go ahead and say, just because I imagine you guys will go through the whole whole blue, is in fact magical from what you can determine as Cesare can pick it up and sort of like, they hung a magical mm. stick here. <laughs> what okay. A, what would we what what is magical What does the stick do? Yeah, what does Cesare, magic you may attempt to identify the stick. Um, so yeah, Cesare, looking this over, uh, this is a wand of water breathing. Second level. <laughs> <laughs> it only has well, a duration okay, of one then. hour, but it is yeah, something that still. you're going to guess if something though. clogs the pipes or something like yeah, that. But they're like, here's the wand to go out there and clean yeah, under the docks it. or whatever. Cesare <laughs> so. identifies it and then just rubs like the bridge of his nose and is just over. He's just done. I'm <laughs> This is great. Done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, we can put that in the party stash for now and just hold I on mean, to it. I mean, we, we could just leave it here yeah, for anybody who needs it. I mean, that's also true. Well, it would need to be somebody capable of using it. Because a wand is only used once a day, right? Mm. 
Technically, you can try to use it a second time, yes. but you might break it if you do. Yeah, but yeah. guaranteed once per day. And yes. honestly, like I think like Rick kind of mentioned, using it for maintenance is probably what they used it for. Yeah, probably. That's perfect. Yeah. So as far as the rest of the tunnels are concerned, like where you fought the Colopsters, which is mostly clear now because the mm. you know pump is just pumping everything. That's the chamber that it's pumping out of. So that was the first mm. stuff that just got sucked out and then spit Thank off someplace. God. Goodness, yes. The water does get deeper as you make your way further in the direction kind of east, mm. basically off towards uh, where there's a small chamber that you didn't actually explore. It was one of the areas that you didn't go. But if there were any inhabitants of this chamber, they've moved on now. Mm. Uh, it looks to have been one of the chambers that basically the scum slept in. Ah, mm. uh, okay. So we probably dealt with them when they all, you know, ganged they up at us came out the for dog. the big fight yeah, at the end. Probably. Yeah. Once everything's cleared out, you can tell that the area past where you fought the drowning devil if you follow that along, it will take you back to the river. Mm. In essence, that's the way that the Asasasi scouts used to leave. Mm. And the uh, area that goes the opposite direction, basically further to the east, deeper into the city, if you explore even a short distance that way, which you can easily do um, either swimming as far as, you know, again, Nicolo has assurance in athletics. He can easily swim a little bit in that direction mm. or eventually bring a boat down here. Uh, that leads off into the direction of the sewers. Uh, and eventually mm. actually breaks into one of the walls of the uh, the sewer complex down there and then mm. leads into the sewers under Argo Isle. Hmm, okay. Interesting. So it gives you a little sewer access I was going to say, that's another yeah, like, way to be... kind of covertly get in here. Yeah. I mm -hmm. feel like we need to ask our Utyug friends to start patrolling that section of sewer. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe you could offer them a home down here. Hmm? Yeah. They can wade around in the water. Uh, that sounds again, awesome. So mechanically speaking, the water level varies a little bit in each one of these rooms, just depending on how far down the floor is mm -hmm. but it is always at least six feet mm -hmm. so if you're in any of these chambers and you're medium sized or smaller you do have to swim mm -hmm. okay. with the exception of like if you're on the docks in the dock mm -hmm. area affectionately named D8 mm -hmm. <laughs> the deadly D8 yes so a couple of things actually go ahead and have anyone that has nature can make me a recall knowledge for nature so Cesare, Adria, uh, both of you are aware of it's a problem, although not necessarily like a constant problem, you think. The tunnels are only accessible at certain times ah, um, okay. due to mm -hmm. the tides. Because again, you're right here at this uh, where the river is emptying out into the ocean. Um, still far enough inland past the delta that you're mostly fresh water, but you can still get that wash in. So... The tunnels themselves will be completely flooded twice a day. Uh, those are during the high tides, which are going to be approximately 11 o'clock to 1, and uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and then again at 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Mm. As a side note, just for anyone that's listening, it's like, mm, that's not quite technically accurate. Uh, for ease of play in Galarian, um, the tides are every 12 hours exactly. Mm. Fantasy world. Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The moon's position is slightly different. Who knows? Yeah. And so from 11 to 1, both a.m. and p.m., the tunnels will be completely flooded, inaccessible. So basically, we need to warn everybody and be like, don't be in the tunnels during this time unless we'll you yeah. like to drown. Fortunately, the docks are high enough up that even during those times, it will not get higher than the level of the dock. Ah, OK. okay. Um, it just okay. means that you cannot access this place via the smugglers tunnels during those times. Unless mm. you're going to hold your breath and swim for a long time. Yeah. Any of the times between those is difficult unless you go at low tides. And your low tides are going to be from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. or 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Those mm -hmm. are the times that you can navigate the tunnels without challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the rest cool. of the time, it's one of those like you could maybe get a boat through, but you're going to be crouching the entire time because the water level is going to be much higher to try yeah. to get a boat through those tunnels. And again, the speed of the water or the water's uh, flow increases at those times, which apparatus makes it much more dangerous. <laughs> yes, the apparatus. Do they even have that in second edition? The apparatus. I don't know. The they might. Never, never gotten to use it. One of my favorite magic items in concept. <laughs> so yeah, I imagine you're going to want to move uh, your operation from yeah. the wasp nest over here. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean this is going to be main yep. base. Yeah, I mean the wasp nest will probably still be useful as a secondary base, especially on the other side. I but... mean until the tillers want it back. Yeah, no, I mean, but it's also like that's an active yeah. business, and the lucky bones is closed, and yeah. you know, for all intents and purposes, abandoned. Mm-hmm. So you have two ways to do this. There's the easy way and the hard way. Okay, let's um, go the hard way. <laughs> why, would we, why would we do the hard way? I don't care. We're doing it now. Again, I'm going to assume that Veto. you'll probably send a raven out to inform Lictor Sabinus that you yeah. secured the location. I imagine you probably are, have already sent him a uh, yeah. raven yep. to inform him that you secured it. I imagine Adria it. probably did like the first day. Yeah. I gotta talk yeah. to him. Well, don't you still go out there once a week for your early training? Yeah, I do go training? out there and train, so I can easily just yeah, be like, Yeah, you can hey, go out there so- and train and then let him know while you're out there. Yeah. So the hard way is, well, basically speaking, just because it's not the easy way, is whatever way that you guys want to come up with. Thank <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, you, Rick. Shrink item no plus offense. rowboat? What's the, what's the easy way? Uh, the easy way is you can... If you so wish, load up Rexus, load up uh, Vindelfeck, who also is more than happy to. Uh, he's getting a little bored in the old place. It's like, wait, a thieves' den. Um, yeah. He gets all excited about that. There's all sorts We're of stuff to warn I can get him about all there. the traps. He can go talk to the weird. Uh, I don't know if he's a demon. The weird guy in the, the yeah. We have room. the weird guy <laughs> in the walls. Yeah, yeah, the watcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go talk to the man oh, yeah, in the, the watcher. Have fun. <laughs> Yeah, we still haven't figured out a way to actually release the Watcher. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, you still have that. Um, Rexus yeah. is actually quite interested, not just because of the historical significance of this place, being aware of that himself, uh, but also the idea of not staring at the exact same walls all the time, which is what he's been <laughs> yeah. doing for months. Hey, yeah. I take him out every now and then because I borrow the Hat of Disguise. Yeah, so the easy way to do this, if you would so wish, would be to go inform Rexus, uh, Laria, of course, as well, of which Laria mm. seems to be uh, interested in getting back her uh, wasp nest again because, yeah. you know, she kind of hints to all of you when I imagine you go and speak to her that um, the Bellflower Network is interested in reopening their yeah, exactly. uh, operations their in Cantargo and they do need a place to do that. Okay, yeah. sweet. And so having the wasp nest back would be useful as far as that's concerned. All right, cool. So it'll be, it, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kind of timeshare it. It's it's our yep. backup base slash Bellflower Network base. It's one of those, mm-hmm. I'm sure she's okay with us letting us crash there if we need yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, but... if you need oh, to yeah, stay exactly, there. But... Yeah. So yeah. the easy way is having access to rowboats coming in yeah. through the tunnels. Multiple yeah. rowboats would be great. Um, probably four or five would be enough to gather all of your people, all of the gear, all the various other items, everything else that you mm. need, equipment that you need to clean this place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And bringing that all over here while... Uh, avoiding the patrols in the morning and managing to get past that, a whole lot of steps. Um, That would be difficult, were it not for the fact that you do have the ability to roll up and send a raven with a broken piece of pottery over to Captain (laughs) Sardis and call in one of your favors, at which point he would be willing to use his crew um, and their knowledge of all of the patrol routes on the river to bring everything (laughs) in without a problem. Yeah, I think think we do that. I I contribute one boat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I contribute one boat to the flotilla. 
Yes. I contribute and a my favor. sailing skills if they're helpful. <laughs> yes, let's let the Chelish Navy handle the Silver the Ravens move. move. It's <laughs> so great. Basically, we're hiring movers. <laughs> Technically speaking, what I would assume for this would be, one, you don't want all of these Chelish Navy people to know where the Wasp Nest is, especially yes. if the Flower Network's going to be using it. And two, you probably don't even want them to know where your new base is going to be. No. Yep. No, yeah. J- just to make no. sure... And as such, the easiest thing to do would be that all of you and your ravens, Morgar and his mad cats, the Fushi sisters, all the rest of that stuff, pack up the entirety of the Lost Nest. Basically, once 6 a.m. hits, which is the end of curfew, um, Mm -hmm. all of them, like, you gather in this, like, hey, we're quickly moving things out of the coffee house right before the coffee house opens Mm. back through the back uh, entrance and then take all that down to the docks. Load it all up on the boats that are waiting for you there that Captain Sargata can provide. His sailors use their knowledge of the patrol routes to get all of you from there to Old Harbor Mm -hmm. in Cantargo's uh, western portion. Basically under cover of going out with all of the other fishing boats in the morning Mm -hmm. as like all of the boats are getting are beginning to head out at first light. And then once you reach Old Harbor, you can meet up with Lictor, Sabinus, as well as the rest of the Hell Knight Armagers, including Cesare's nephew, who Mm -hmm. could have made their way from the Shrine of St. Synex through the secret mm. passage that they already told yep. all of you about that lets them into Old Harbor. Yep. At which point, all of the armagers of the Order of Torrent, who are also all trained in naval matters as well as selling boats, <laughs> yep. Yep. Very can good. take over, lead you down through the smugglers' tunnels and get you all down there with the understanding that you'll have to return those boats to uh, Captain Sargata later because in case the Scourge of Belial sinks, he needs the life rafts. Yeah. <laughs> He's I not going to yeah. be the Titanic. <laughs> 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 Well, I guess we're all going down with the ship. Yeah, it, it, was, for, it was for a rental, not owning not. the boats. <laughs> yeah. We have one boat that will stay. Yep. We have one yeah. boat. Captain Sargata lounging with uh, uh, Marquel and that, you know, draw me like one of your French girls. Oh my God. <laughs> awesome. So assuming that you want to do that, there actually are no rolls required because Yay. you I basically are turning in a favor to not have to roll anything. Yes, I, I, yes, 100%. Let's we do this. We love not rolling. Yeah. Yeah, mm. not rolling is, is great. I take it back. The easy way is great. <laughs> the easy yes. way is wonderful. And then you, you give him the little cup, and then he just you know pulls out some glue and sticks it back together. Yeah, and he'll starts slowly be reconvening cup. this cup. And once mm. the cup is all back together. He arrests us. He arrests oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the last man. favor you chip in. It's just like, and don't arrest and us. And don't arrest us, yeah. <laughs> It's like freeing the genie with your last wish. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you could get all that taken care of uh, fire day morning. Nice. Nice. And once all the Hell Knights and everybody are there, Chesrae's gonna go get Kalanis because she will skin him alive if it's not if he she isn't mm. immediately told your son is safe. Let me show you where he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you already know? told her that her son is safe, but uh, actually letting her see her son. <laughs> yeah, but now she can see him. You want to bring Kalanis into the. Uh... It's like secret. she knows where it is, but Cesare is going to be very opposed to her actually participating. She's already taken several risks for us it's as well. True, yeah. yeah. So at this point, I almost think it's fair for her to know what's know up. where the safe house is in case things go really south. Yes. You know? So assuming that you take those precautions, that means that outside of the Silver Ravens, the only people aware of the Silver Ravens base are the Order of the Torrent Hell Knights, Clannis now, uh, mm. and Hedeman Hayes. That's yes. fine. Which yep. I'm fine with. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fine. All it takes is one person sort of thing. If like, let's, let's try true. to keep this as secret as possible. Well, the Hell Knights yeah. are literally <laughs> saying here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're on our side, at least <laughs> unless we do something egregious. Well, and, and they basically can serve as the guards, right? Because they mm. are not going to be able really to do much. They can't really go yeah. often. You know? Yeah. 
I suppose you spend uh, the pretty much the entirety of Fire Day kind of doing that, getting all of mm. your. I mean, you get everyone Dang. in there before the uh, low tide ends at eight a.m. Yeah, um, and then kind of bringing everyone in, setting up some temporary planks and all the rest of that stuff to reinforce mm-hmm. the dock enough to get to use the dock to get everyone in and just kind of like, all right, so we bought some wood to fix up the dock. We bought this to fix up that. Yeah. Let's Lots start getting everything supplies. put together, organizing teams to clean and, you know, getting And that's not just down here up. that needs to be cleaned. It's the upper floor that needs to yeah. be cleaned. Yeah, that's true. There's still some does. dead yeah. bodies to We've take out. We've also got to yeah, yeah. get instructions for everybody on, like, how to go through the puzzle um, and everything. Mm. But, yeah, you go through all the rest of that. And uh, I imagine after a, uh, a long day, eventually return back to your own homes. Um, mm. And that, like, job well done. Nicolo back to the Devil's Nursery, Adria back to Bleak Bridge, mm. Lucia back to uh, her little attic house over the uh, um, in the boarding house that she's staying in, Vittoria over to Pietro's, Cesare up to his tower. <laughs> You're just Merlin mm-hmm. from Sword in the Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so each of you arrive to something interesting. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. But for perspective's sake, Vittoria. Yes. You make your way back to Pietro's. Again, it's close to sunset as you're making your return. The cafe is open even now, even though, you know, people are getting ready to take off since, uh, you know, the curfew begins at 9 p.m. So, you know, they've got about three hours or so, but there's a couple of people that have stopped back here. It's mostly students that are just like, oh, we're hanging out here. We're having conversations. Uh, Again, you go to Long Road's Coffee House if you want pastries and such, but Pietro's has some really good sandwiches. So it's a lot of those, like, you know, the cafe kind of sandwiches. We're more savory to their sweet. Mm. Yes. Mm. Good way to put it. As you enter, Elena gives you a broad smile. Again, you probably explained to her, it's like, hey, I'm going to be really busy tomorrow. I know I've missed a lot of work. I'm sorry about that. And they're like, you're going out and helping the community. Keep doing good things. (laughs) They they imagine you've been on like a looking for a cat kidnapper or something like that. You know, one of those small cases that you usually do. Mm. Well, they probably heard about us saving the kids. Yeah, we rescued Mm. some children. They hear weird noises of cat upstairs every once in a while, too. So I'm sure I told them about the cat. <laughs> I do have a cat. It is invisible. I'm not making so. this up. I don't have an imaginary friend. <laughs> so here. watch out. Not a ghost. Going to say that again. Not a ghost. Not a ghost. <laughs> I put a little ribbon around her neck. Oh. Pesto is fine. Oh. But Elena gives you a smile as you enter. Oh, I was hoping that you'd show up. Uh, you have a visitor. What? A visitor? She points back to a back corner. Where a woman, short where she's standing, but not currently, with short-cut, disheveled black hair in a blue doublet, rapier sitting at one hip. Oh, no. Glances up in your direction. Gives you a half-wave as you recognize the famed investigator, Tyaset Oh, no. Sitting in one quarter. In front of her is a red envelope, which lays face down on the table. She continues to sip at her drink. Uh, she's been waiting for you for the better part of an hour now. Oh, my God. Well, uh, best not keep her waiting any longer, then. I suppose Vittoria, trying to hide her wariness, warily goes over there. Tyus <laughs> mm. nods as you approach. Gestures down to the seat opposite her. Miss Scordato. Uh, Miss Yora. I wanted to have a conversation with you. I suppose I shouldn't be surprised that you figured out where I worked. It doesn't take a lot of digging. No. no. Vittoria will take a seat. <laughs> You've made a reputation for yourself amongst those who are interested. Yeah, that was my intent. I didn't have to come here. I want you to know that. 
Um, okay. Then why are you here? I'm here because you seem to be a good person. Thank you. And you are aware of my reputation. I am. If circumstances were different, things would not have turned out as they have. Oh, no. Um, care to explain? I am in the city under the employ of the House of Thorn. I'm aware. I had my suspicions about you from early on. Suspicions that evidence often and thoroughly proved. As my investigation continued, I found myself more and more... I pride myself on my professionalism, but I'm not heartless. I do what I do to keep people safe, and I recognize a kindred soul when I see one. I do have to point out that if you're trying to keep people safe, you are working for the Thrunes. <laughs> safe and happy are two different things. They are also very subjective. Very true. I'll admit that I'm not always as altruistic as perhaps I would want to be. I do have certain things that I do because they afford me the ability to continue to do my job. At the end of the day, Miss Scordato, I really just love the thrill of the chase. It's not about the chase for me. It's about truth. I realize. All of this I wanted to say because I think had circumstances been different, and perhaps even circumstances going forward, we could find ourselves working on the same side. I would much prefer that, but something tells me that's not why you're here. No. I came here to solve a mystery. What I did not realize was the skill and ability of the person for whom I was working for. Inquisitors are much like investigators, you see. They are very good at ferreting out the truth. Their methods are simply less empirical than ours. I want you to know that I kept my reports vague. Mm. She slides the letter forward towards you. Why? Because honestly, if my time in Agorian and West Crown and every single city in between them has shown me anything, is that the safety that Throne provides is an illusion. Mm. There are no fewer criminals. Now they just hide themselves better. On that, we can agree. I guess I'm going to open the letter. Opening the letter. As I imagine, mm. Lucia, Cesare, Niccolo, Adria mm. come in to find letters sitting on your front step, slid under the door, pinned mm. to the front door, deposited with your other Mel, in the case of the uh, professor in his tower, with your name in beautiful handwriting on the front of these bright red envelopes. Okay. Cracking open the wax seal with the chelish cross. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Sliding out this beautiful rose perfume scented. Why? Letter. Opening it. Hmm. To read. My dear Silver Ravens. Oh. I apologize if this letter comes as a surprise to you. Though you have taken pains to remain anonymous in your execution of great deeds in our city. Your reputation has now spread beyond your ability to keep your identities concealed. Such modesty is commendable, but unnecessary. Your image as a growing protector and ally of the people shines bright in the darkness of these times. And as such, I feel your actions deserve my personal attention. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
I write to you to offer my congratulations. I know that you are responsible for putting an end to the terror facing the tieflings of the Devil's Nursery, for stopping the predation of the criminal gang known as the Red Jills, and apprehending the murderer, Valrex. I am certain, although as of yet have little proof, that you are responsible for a great many other things in my fair city. Okay, so no proof. As I wish to publicly acknowledge your actions before the people <laughs> of Kentargo. Oh, no. The city struggles now. I know it has been a difficult transition since I have ascended to power. And it is important that we set an example for the Silver City. You have accomplished much in a very little time. And I feel it imperative that you receive the just reward you deserve for going beyond what is demanded of you, for promoting safety and bringing hope to the streets of Kentargo. Please join me tomorrow, star day at noon, in front of the Kentargo Opera House for a public celebration in your honor. I will be making a special exception for the gathering of large groups in Arya Park, across mm. from the Opera House, just for this event. I believe you are quite familiar with the venue. Yeah. I pray to the Lord of Darkness that you accept my invitation. I understand that you may have concerns. The name of House Thrun and the faith of the Godfiend has long been maligned in this city. However... You have nothing to fear. <laughs> I don't believe it! Your <laughs> actions have been most beneficial to my city. And I have no proof to the contrary. I don't believe that. He's going to catch us and torture us. It is simply my heartfelt desire to look you in the eyes. Put faces to names. And assure you that we recognize you and your actions and your days of fighting in obscurity are at an end. Oh, man. Mm. Yours in service to the Lord of Hell. Paracount Barzillai Thrun, High Inquisitor of the Church of Asmodeus, Protector of Ravenel, Lord Mayor of Kentarko. And we'll pick it up here next time. I hate it. No. That's a trap. That's a trap. But is it a trap that's so obvious it's not a trap? It's it's a trap. It is 100% a trap. 100%. Yeah, but if we don't go, he's going to do something awful. I guarantee you if we don't go, he's going to do something awful no matter what. He's going to declare the Silver Ravens illegal vigilantes and like put bounties on our heads. He's going to do that anyway. Yeah, he's probably mm. going to do that no matter what. Well, you guys yeah. will have an entire week to decide whether or not you ah, want geez. to go. And, uh, oh, no. And figure Adrian's out. Adrian's going to pull her pirate coat out. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia needs to work on her vigilante ID immediately. Yeah, it's time to just go big. If we already, if they know who we are, it's time to be cool. Mm. I want to see mm. the ads for getting people to show up. I know, yeah. What's he going to put <laughs> yeah. on the public announcement? Because mm. also, he says it's okay, but like he's going to have to make a proclamation or something to make it legal for this so one event. There's a big ad that says, come to the execution, and then it has a slash to the execution, celebration of the silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, they're God. not even trying. Yeah. Yeah. Just in quotes. <laughs> come on. Who knows? I know.
Mm, you always do. Gathers and Arya Park are never good. No, they ne- they're they notoriously. We went to bad. one once and it was bad. You know who's not going to gather us all up in front of a huge crowd and execute us? <laughs> Our patrons. <laughs> Our patrons. <laughs> Don't give them ideas, Ross. I'm sorry, I had to do it. I couldn't. I couldn't help it. Oh boy. The segues so, right themselves. Again, thank you to our amazing patrons. You are all phenomenal, wonderful people, and uh, mm. we appreciate you. I'm able to take the time to uh, to write these these very custom letters uh, to give a a little bit of the flair of Brazil I Throne. Mm-hmm. Rose because of paper. all of your amazing uh, contributions. We greatly enjoy being able to uh, make this show and bring this to you week after week after week. And that is, of course, only because of the amazing support that we receive. And as always, we would like to thank a few of those patrons by name. And so I'll go ahead and start that off and say a special thank you to Jason Brooks. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. I'd like to thank Ryan Morrow. Thanks, well, Ryan. thank you, Ryan. Ryan. I know Ryan. Ryan. Actually, Ryan. I know Ryan. He's been following us almost since the beginning, and for he has a I guess it's X now, but uh, a Twitter handle that's the same, but has mm. a um, it's like a green. I think it's a plush or maybe a Muppet. I'm not positive which that says like <laughs> icon on it. It's just stuck in my brain for some reason. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Ryan, for your continued support over all these years. Oh yeah, yes, thank you. And I would like to thank Kyle Friend, a friend indeed. I'll make any yeah, jokes exactly. about your last name because I'm sure you've heard them all a million times. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great last name, though. It's very yes. funny. Indeed. I love a name uh-huh. that's also a noun. I mean, all and, names are oh, nouns, yeah. but you know what I mean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I would like to thank Lars. Thank you, Lars. Well, thank, thank you, Lars. Lars. Thank to you. all the Lars out there. Yeah. You didn't give us a last name, so I'm going to assume it's Lars Ulrich. Mm. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, It'd be nice if Metallica listened to us. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Regardless, if that's not you, um, thank you regardless, Lars. Yep. Uh, and I would like to thank Mark Lindquist. Well, thank Thanks, you, Mark. Mark Lindquist. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. And I'd like to go on ahead and thank Shane Carney. We appreciate your well, support, thank you, Shane. Shane. Thank, thank you, Shane. Yeah. Thank you. I always have this amazing support from Shane's. <laughs> Shane's and Sean's. We have a lot of Shane's and Sean's that and support Stevens us. Stevens and, and yeah. Kyle's. And Stevens and Kyle's. A lot of supporters is what we're saying. It's true. We have so many amazing support. There was a recent conversation true. in our Discord because we talked about the fact that we we're, uh, you know, only in, uh, what are we at right now? Uh, Shane, they're joined in uh, February of 2020. So uh, four years oh, ago as of now. the recording Boom. of this. Wow. And someone said, I can't remember who said, oh, I get sad because it gets pushed down. It's like, no, we've actually gone back to the beginning. So yeah, we like, do these in the order that you joined. Yes, yes. order sure. that you joined. So. so the sooner you join, the sooner you get to hear your shout out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only a couple years out. And if you point. want an even bigger shout out, join our Find the Path tier. It is true. Mm-hmm. You can join our Find the Path tier and uh, and receive a weekly shout out. Speaking of which, I should probably provide those real quick. I do want to uh, shout out to English Bob, Andrew Miller, Braden Worrell, Colin Bill, Eric and Lisa Junker, Eric Mole, Gary S, Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C, John Koo, Joshua Saldana, Justin M, Lewis Ellis, a new addition to the list, Matthew K. Linsicum. So Sweet. thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Robert Beach, Sandy, Siren Roll, TJ Khan, and Travis. Thank you, each and every one of you. You are all amazing, phenomenal people. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. So before we go, actually, there is one last thing that I want to do. Uh Uh-oh. 
this oh. isn't a bad thing, actually. Um, again, <laughs> oh, we good. used to have um, for Mummy's Mass playthrough, for our Hell's Rebels playthrough, in the case of our Hell's Rebels playthrough, we used to have a rumor mill where we mm. would talk about uh, things that happened in the game, discuss stuff, read emails and such. I wanted to actually take an opportunity because I received an email and um, it was very touching. And so I did want to take an opportunity to share. I actually uh, reached back out and got permission to share this. And we love doing this. Like, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say that we love doing this. Uh, we have been doing Indeed. it for five yeah. years. We enjoy our games. We enjoy the twists and turns and getting to have uh, <laughs> weird rose scented you know, letters. Weird rose scented <laughs> letters. I, I love when we get in the, the letters that talk to us about the ways in which our shows have positively impacted people's lives. Because we, again, we, we do this and we do this for entertainment. We do this because we have fun. We do this to make sure other people have fun. But every once in a while, someone will write in and they talk about how we have positively impacted their lives in ways that I would not anticipate. And so uh, Chris wrote in to us from New Zealand back on February 14th to say how he listens to Hell's Rebels in the mornings as he walks his dog and his newborn son, Aww. which is incredibly yeah. touching. He said that he decided to write us on the February 14th specifically this year, uh, as it's the one-year anniversary of when Cyclone Gabrielle hit the Hawke's Bay region of New Zealand a year ago. Oh, yeah. I did a little bit of digging, and it was a, it was a very bad time mm. in mm. New Zealand. And he specifically wrote to say that uh, last year we were hit by a cyclone and were without power and telecommunications for a week while some of the surrounding mm. communities were completely devastated. My wife was pregnant with our son through the cyclone. For backstory reasons, the pregnancy was pretty miraculous for us, and the thought of losing him was terrifying. No. We had a week worried about whether the stress or potential food poisoning could cause a miscarriage. Mm. Oh, I'd listened to Find the Path downloaded backlog while walking the dog and clearing the storm damage from our property. Your episodes helped me stay sane through a harrowing time. Aww. giving me little reminders of my normal life and routines in which in turn helped me be a supportive husband to my wife. Aww. Glad we were able to help. So he writes in to say thank you. And uh, mentions there that if there was any you know, fat in the budget that he'd uh, be helping make Hell's Rebels into a weekly show. But in lieu of that, he <laughs> wanted to offer up his heartfelt thanks. Oh, well, well, we will, we will well, take thanks. Yeah, that is yes. absolutely. Yes, thank yeah. you. And it means a lot to me that what we're doing for fun and in my case a job now mm. is positively impacting people other than just entertaining is providing people a form of escapism from mm. the horrible situations that we all sometimes find ourselves in so thank you chris um i cannot say how thrilled i am that uh you and your family are safe and happy and healthy yes yes very much mm -hmm. so and i'm glad our shenanigans uh helped you through a hard time that's yeah. really humbling yes. actually it, it really yeah. it yeah. really is it means the world so again thank you for reaching out we appreciate you chris and uh you know he specifically mentioned hell's rebel so i wanted to give him a shout out on here so hopefully again in the future you'll have hell's rebels every week to keep you uh comforting on your walks and um again while we always encourage people that find quality in what we do here um Taking care of yourself and taking care of your family and taking care of your mm. finances is always the primary concern. Uh, yeah. We know that we are a we are a bonus here. And if you can, yeah. if you do have the disposable income to support us, that is wonderful. And we greatly appreciate it. And if you don't, then we 100 percent understand and want you to take care of yourself first. We still Absolutely. appreciate you being yep. here. 
We still mm-hmm. appreciate yes. it. And mm-hmm. again, um, if you listen to us on any platform, most of those platforms will let you go in and leave a review. Um, it's mm. especially great for iTunes because it affects the Google metrics for how high we show up on things. But it costs you no money. And if you really want to show your support, please leave us a review. Rate us as high as you can, as high as you feel that we deserve. And uh, regardless, though, uh, we'll leave it there and pick it up here next time to see uh, what our Silver Ravens are going to do with their surprise invitation. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Good luck. Good luck out there. Okay. So, uh, how many of us want to have some potions of invisibility going into this? I was literally thinking that. I was like, potions of invisibility immediately. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>